What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Will Smith with Red and Bold, and I'm your MTMV Sports Correspondent for your Kansas City Football Cheese. So what's up, y'all? We coming off a W against those New England Patriots, and you know what I'm saying? Um, after the game, I saw a lot of tweets from um, very bitter and uh, 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 very disappointed Patriots fans talking about the referee and how ironic is that when we've been done in by the ref so many times, and so I couldn't sympathize with them, especially when... The, the plays that they're referring to, of course, the Travis Kelsey and the fumble, you know, I was like, oh, no, we all had that same reaction. Like, no, why does this always keep happening to us? Why is it always just one play? Uh, this is going to change the game. And, you know, the referees blew the whistle and, 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 and thought that he was down. And um, from the naked eye in real time, it looked like, you know, OK, that it possibly could have been. That he was down before the ball came out because it happened so quick. So I like to give referees the benefit of the doubt because let me tell you, I tried refereeing basketball. You know, I know the game, you know, I know uh, most of the, the, the foundation of the game and the basic rules and everything. And so I was like, I was going to, this was years ago. <clears throat> and uh, I said, like, yeah, I want to make a little extra money on the side. Let me try um, refereeing some games. I had a friend that I, I worked with at my job and he was a referee part-time where he did it uh, on the side also made pretty good money good money actually he refereed collegiately but the point is when i was on the court and i was refereeing like they start you off with like young girls game like middle school girls um basketball games kind of you know warm you up to the big leagues uh, high school players and boys and stuff and so i was refereeing and the play happened and it happened so quick i really didn't know what to call but the it happened so quick in front of you. You had to make a snap judgment call. And uh, <laughs> when it happened, I looked at the other ref on the court and I was like, hey, did you see what happened? He's like, no. And I was like, but I blew my whistle. And the thing is, every everything stops. Everybody looks at you and they're waiting on you to make the call. And I knew that a foul happened because both girls hit the floor. So the best thing was to just call the foul on the defender. And, you know, but it happened so fast. And that's the thing. We forget that the referees are looking at this in real time with their naked eye, and it happens very fast. We don't, they don't have, of course, after the fact, you know, depending upon the call, they have the benefit of looking at the tape in slow motion. But we see that, you know, I'm saying like right after the play, they're showing it, replaying the play, showing the slow motion. So we could like, oh, it's clear. Yeah, it's clear to us because it's showing in slow motion and it's not real time. It's not, you know, uh, and we're, it's e easier for us to see. So, I understand them calling the play dead, though they should have. I think there's they were um, there's a play uh, last year. I don't know, you know, it happened with the Titans, same thing. But it wasn't clear cut that uh, the Patriots defender was going to have a touchdown. I can't remember who ended up picking up the fumble, but Tyreek Hill was streaking down the sideline and would have caught him. And Tyreek Hill might have even made a play like knocking the ball out because the defender. Didn't know that he was behind him, but I think, uh, and then Tyreek ended up falling down, but I think he heard the whistle blow and guy kind of pushed him a little bit, but Tyreek Hill was there to make a play. There were also two other Chiefs defenders on the other side coming also. So it's not guaranteed that the Patriots would have got a touchdown on that play. They may have been down at the five or 10 yard line, but that was one of those plays, you know, it was just a, a missed call, which we've, uh, been victims of before. This game, there were calls that went against the Chiefs. There were nine calls and calls that went against the Chiefs that benefited the Patriots and um, killing some of the Chiefs' drives. Like there was 
uh, obvious rough roughing the passer on Patrick Mahomes where they threw the flat name and they end up picking it up and saying that the defender landed to the side of Mahomes. He clearly landed on top of Mahomes with all of his body weight. It should have been a 15-yard penalty and a first down for the Chiefs. Then there was another play. Patrick Mahomes got pushed out of bounds. Should have been unnecessary roughness. Personal foul, 15-yard penalty, first down. They didn't call it. They also called a bogus pass interference against Travis Kelsey on a play that went for a lot of yards and positive yards and went for a first down. Ended up getting called back. (laughs) Then they called a bogus holding call on one of our offensive linemen who kind of olayed the defender, the New England Patriots defender. Kind of just let him go by. He ended up falling down. They called holding on the offensive lineman. It wasn't holding. Um, there was another play. I'm trying to remember. There's a bogus pass interference call on the Chiefs. I'm on our defense where nothing really happened. <laughs> then, and then there was a missed call, another missed call on the Inkill Harry touchdown. Shouldn't even have been reviewed or it shouldn't have been, um, let's say this, Inkill Harry wouldn't even have got to where he had gotten to the outside and you know, for the possible touchdown and being wrongly called out at three yard line, it actually should have been um, pushing the back on a Patriots defender because he pushed Tyron Matthew in the back as he was trying attempting to make the tackle on Inkel Harry, and he wasn't able to do it because he got pushed in the back. So it should have been blocking in the back call. It should have been a penalty against the Patriots defense on that play, and they actually should have been pushed back. So there were some missed calls, and that was a huge one, and the Patriots wouldn't even have been. Um, wouldn't even had the opportunity for a possible touchdown if if Tyron Matthew hadn't got pushed in the back. So there were missed calls on both sides. There were bogus calls that had um an effect on the game, and it happens every game. There's always going to be a missed call, and the question is, um, is your team going to take advantage of those missed calls that actually benefit you? Like the Chiefs took advantage of the calls that benefited them, and some of them were legitimate. Some of them work. The Patriots had some legitimate calls called against them. And some were legitimate, some weren't. But the Chiefs took advantage this year, whereas the Patriots didn't. The Patriots still had an opportunity to tie the game or even go for the win. They had a first and goal at the three-yard line. They couldn't do it. The defense stepped up. And so I'm tired of hearing these whiny Patriots fans talking about, oh, the refereeing. We've dealt with that more so than anybody or a lot of other teams have dealt with that and the Patriots have been the benefits oh my goodness how many times have the Patriots benefited from bad calls that go against the other team that help out the Patriots so many times where the Patriots should have lost but they benefited from bad calls by the referee so I don't want to hear that it's bogus it's whack forget it (laughs) because the Chiefs got cheated last year in the AFC Championship game with some bogus calls that went against the Chiefs that helped out the Patriots so don't want to hear that but the overall the, the defense played well um i'm proud of the defense man that those boys are balling and finally coming together um in the last three games i think the chiefs are definitely like uh the tops in the top 10 in certain categories pass defense hold on let me pause it hold on and as i was saying the chiefs defense um has improved as it's going on through the season, uh, I mean, we really, really struggled with the run game starting on and, and beginning the season and couldn't really stop anybody versus the run. And then we had the good game stopping Dalvin Cook. And then we had the bad game after that with the Tennessee Titans. We couldn't stop Derrick Henry. He had a big run. And actually, they kind of shut him down until either third or I think it was the fourth quarter. 
where he had those a uh, couple big runs. And so, but lately the Chiefs has, have done better versus the run, a little better. Um, I think Josh Jacobs still went for a little bit over 100, um, maybe like 100, 101 yards. Um, but the defense has improved, specifically, specifically as I stated um, in a previous segment, the pass defense. I'm loving the secondary. Um, if, if we had the same secondary as last year, uh, we definitely would have lost that Patriots game. That's a play where, you know, a lot of times teams last year could just throw the ball up and know that they were going to get a pass interference call versus Orlando Skandrick or Steven Nelson because they are both uh, grabby guys, especially Steven Nelson was a grabby guy. I mean, he had his moments where he would make a play, but he was a grabby guy, and he would often get a defensive, defensive pass interference calls against him, especially in Orlando Skandrick. Just, you when know, I tell you, huh, frustrating guy. <laughs> For every good play that Orlando Skandrick would make, he'd make two or three bad more, two or three bad plays. And so, I love our secondary, man. I love um, the rookie, Rashad Fenton. I think he stepped up. I actually like him even better than Kendall Fuller. Um, but Kendall Fuller is back healthy. Um, Fenton didn't play this past game as well as uh, Morris Claiborne. But I like our secondary. I like Charvarius Ward. Um, he's been, he's not um, a lockdown, but he's. I think he could possibly become that. I think he can get even better. This is only his second year in the league, and he's playing better. He's starting to get his... Hit around a little better on those defensive plays. Definitely like Bashad Breeland. He was always an upgrade to me over Steven Nelson. Some then our analysts didn't think that uh, he was that much better than Nelson, but he is to me. And he's proven that he had an interception and he also had a pass defense that at the end of the game, knocking down the ball on New England's last chance to either tie or win the game. So I love our secondary. I love Honey Badger, Juan Thornhill. Um, who at first I, um, you know, I was feeling like he was really struggling, and he's coming around. He's playing better. He's making plays. So our secondary man is actually a strength of our defense. Our defensive line is a strength. Um, we still kind of struggle a little bit at the linebacking position, which we'll be able to address next year through free agency and also the draft. I think Beach will make some changes in that area or try to make some upgrades at the linebacking position. And if we improve that linebacking position. Man, it's a complete shutdown like defense. You know what I'm saying? So I do like Damian Wilson. He makes plays. Um, Hitchens leaves much to be desired and and not really living up to the large contract that he has. And, um, you know, and the funny thing is I constantly have to look up the third linebacker. I know we have Darren Lee, Neiman, um, Dorian O'Daniel, and... Forgot who else, but I often have to look up. Oh, dang, who is the third linebacker? You know, I can't. So that just tells you, like, <laughs> we need to improve at that linebacker position. But overall, I'm, I'm proud of our defense. The Chiefs' defense is stepping up. They played a good game versus the Patriots. The only reason the Patriots even the they only had two big plays um, through the air and one and another one. So three, uh, one where Tom Brady ended up having a run because. The, everybody had their back kind of turning their quarterback because they're covering downfield. So there was good coverage, but there was no one there to, like, you're not going to leave a spy for Tom Brady. He's not really known for running now as much as he used to be and, and kind of escaping and getting out of pocket. So he was able to convert on a third or a third or fourth down play for a first down with his legs. But the two biggest plays that they had were trick plays. 
you know, even in their first t- touchdown, was scored on a trick play. And you know that the the Patriots believe their offense is struggling. They know their offense is struggling. When you have to do trick plays to generate offense and score uh, versus just, you know, going through your normal playbook and conventional plays, then your offense is struggling. And so the Chiefs, the Chiefs had a great game, man. Um, Mahomes ended up hurting his hand. I think that also made the game closer than what it was. That's um, It's not being talked about enough as Mahomes had an injury to his throwing hand when he landed on the ground and he got hit and he kind of tried to brace himself, ended up hurting his hand. So he wasn't able to grip the ball as well as he liked. And so Andy Reid said they, that they made an adjustment and started running like more shallow routes and crossing routes, the intermediate routes versus any deep ball passes. Though you did have that one uh, 40-something yard to McCole Hardman for the touchdown. But Mahomes um, wasn't really going downfield as much because of his hand. And so... I believe the game would have been the Chiefs may have blew the game out of the water if Mahomes hadn't hurt his hand and he was able to grip the ball better. Plus, it was cold and he had to keep rubbing it. So that that had an effect on the offensive play calling for the Chiefs also. And that's and that's kind of probably why more than likely the reason why um, the Chiefs offense kind of went a little stagnant in the second half and only scored three points. Though we had our opportunities and then um, we were actually moving the ball and we're in around the 40 New England 40 yard line getting close to the 30 something yard line when Travis Kelsey ended up fumbling and so we were moving the ball and we, we were in position to score more points um if not a touchdown at least a field goal during that drive but that fumble was the drive killer that kind of kept the Patriots in the game because I think the Chiefs actually could have put the game away on that drive and they were playing well so but it was a great W the Chiefs are now Nine and four. Um, offensively, the only thing that she's uh, continue to struggle with or need to establish it again is the running game. Uh, we didn't have uh, much of a running game um, versus the Patriots, you know. And uh, McCoy got some touches. I think he was Francis Ware got in there a couple times. Darwin Thompson. We don't have a consistent uh, every down back. You know, back in first, second, and third down, Damian Williams was supposed to be that. He's been injured a lot this season. And, yeah, we don't really have that since we uh, let go of Kareem Hunt. And so that that's definitely um, having an effect. It didn't affect us as much last year, but it's definitely affecting our offense this year to not have that running back that can get five or six yards of carry like Kareem Hunt could and just break it open and break that long run. That's the the one-two punch that we're missing. So right now it's kind of like we have one-and-a-half punch. Uh, we can be effective sometimes or uh, sporadically with the run game, but not consistently. And so what teams are doing, what teams are doing, they are they're just defending the pass and they're not necessarily defending the run versus the Chiefs. They're saying um, we don't believe you can run on um, – our, our front seven or even like six in the box and they're dropping back and just defending the pass and so there's not as many lanes or not as many openings for Mahomes to make completions to and so that's had an effect on the offense also so um, I think that'll be a big thing that Brett Veach will address um, this coming off season um, will be the running back position I would love if the Chiefs were able to get like Derrick Henry 
Um, I forgot there was another running back uh, that may become available, but um, either through the draft or free agency, um, Kareem Hunt will be a restricted free agent. I doubt it if Dorsey will make a deal to allow us to get him back, and I don't know. You know, our fan base is so finicky sometimes, and um, <clears throat> if, if only Kareem Hunt hadn't a lot, right, he would still be a chief. So that'll be interesting. I believe uh, there's a comment by either Beach or Hunt where it was kind of open um, to bringing Hunt back before he signed with Cleveland. There was kind of a, a possibility. So if we could get him back or either a running back of that caliber or we go in the third round again and, and draft a running back, you've always had very good, you know, uh, picks in the third round when it comes to running back. Jamal Charles was drafted in the third round. Kareem Hunt was drafted in the third round. And so um, I think uh, that may be the round we need to go. Either third round, I wouldn't go. I mean, I wouldn't go as high as the third round as far as drafting a running back with how many running backs there are. And uh, I think it's, it may be a pretty good class coming out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but we definitely need to address that running back position, but we have to work with what we have right now. I think we have a good committee of running backs that can, um, each one is, is good in their own way. I, I like that we got Spencer Ware back because, um, he can, um, he's effective in the run game. He can run the ball well, and he can also catch out of the backfield. Damian Williams can catch out the backfield too, but he hasn't done too well as far as just running in between the tackles. Um, he did have that one big run of 90, 91 yards. Um, I can't remember what game that was, but that was a few games ago. That was a while ago. Before, since he's done that, he's been injured. So we need to try to establish the run game in some type of way. But again, great win. So glad the Chiefs came out on the, the winning end, regardless of officiating. It doesn't like... <laughs> It doesn't matter in the end if uh, they can't go back and change it. They didn't go back and change it for the Chiefs when we lost those bad calls in the AFC Championship game. And other teams who have lost because of bad calls, they don't go back and change it. They just say, oh, well, we made a mistake. So we got the W. We're 9-4, third seed right now. There is a possibility we could get a number two seed. I think more than likely we may end up getting a, being a three seed and either playing the tight ends, the Bills, or um, – Titans, Bills, or Steelers, you know, as far as the sixth seed. Uh, and actually, the Bills may end up being, the Bills could still, still the Bills still have a possibility of being um, a two seed. So, um, it's going to be an inter- interesting next three games to see how the playoff um, shapes out, the playoff standings, and uh, what, what teams will be where. Uh, we do know the Chiefs will have a home game. The question is, will we have a bye? Or will we be playing wildcard weekend and what team we will be playing? At least we know that we'll at least have one home playoff game as either a two seed or actually, yeah, um, a three seed or a four seed. And then if we get that bye week, then we could have, um, yeah, one home game. So we're going to get a home game. Question is, who are we going to play and what seed will we be? So next up, we have those uh, Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Got those Denver Broncos coming up. I think it's going to be a little tougher with Drew Locke at quarterback now. He has a, he has a, a great arm. He can throw the deep ball. Um, he can get hot. But he can also have a bad game. Um, 
as seen at Mizzou. You know, um, I'm a Mizzou fan because I'm, you know, born and raised Kansas City, Missouri. So I've always followed the Mizzou Tigers, been a Mizzou fan, basketball, football, you know. And so I've I've seen all of Drew's games, if not, well, most of them. You know, there's a couple, but I've seen enough of Drew Locke to know that he, uh, he can be dangerous. But he's also prone to making a mistake in the passing game if he gets pressured enough. He will, you know, and I he will make a mistake. I believe the Chiefs will get two or three turnovers versus the Broncos. I think they'll get at least two interceptions off of Drew Locke because of him um, being a rookie and being young in the game and this being only his third game and he hasn't seen enough defenses yet. And I think um, with the experience that Spags has that will bring the pressure, I think will bring some design blitzes and, and different different looks that they'll give Drew Locke that he hasn't seen, that he's not yet ready for, that will confuse him. Um, he was looking confused in the game versus the Texans where he kept looking down at his armband to kind of see what the play was and had to use timeout. So I think that will have an effect uh, this game versus the Broncos. I think it will be a little tougher, but in the end, I think the Chiefs will come out as double-digit uh, point winners. So... I believe the Chiefs will win by double digits versus the Broncos. I'm not worried about it. Julak may make a few plays, um, but I think we'll definitely win the game. I'm not worried about it. I think we could win that game with Matt Moore, you know. <laughs> so, um, but Mahomes has been practicing. His hand seems to be a little better. So, I believe he will play Sunday. Uh, Frank Clark more than likely will not play. I'm not sure. He may still play, but I think the best thing to do is go ahead and rest Frank Clark, continue to find out like what's going on with his stomach and get him healthy, let him go ahead and sit out. I think the Chiefs defense can do well, even without Frank Clark playing. I believe in Okafor. I believe in um, Passignon, uh, Chris Jones, Derek Nighy, Kalen Saunders in our secondary, and our linebackers to even make plays. So I'm not worried. We're going to beat them Broncos. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I like Drew Locke. Um, even during the draft, I was hoping that the AFC West team would not draft him because I know the Raiders were looking at him too and John Gruden. And John Gruden had an opportunity to coach him. And I think it was a senior ball, maybe. <clears throat> but, lo and behold, the Dane Broncos had to draft my guy Drew Locke. And I was hoping he'd play for another team so I could actually root for him. So, it's uh, kind of hard for me with him being a Bronco. Um, I'm excited that he did have a good game against Texans in the last two games, but uh, sorry, Drew Locke. Got a root against you this game. You're going against my Chiefs, and uh, never go against my Chiefs. So, Chiefs will get the W. My, my score prediction, I think the Chiefs will score um, in the low 30s, or at least the 30s, and um, the Broncos may have like uh, 13, 16 points. So, I'll go dun, dun, Chiefs 34. Broncos, mm-mm. Broncos 17, which is close to the score I had last week for the Patriots. <laughs> but I'll go Chiefs 34, Broncos 17. So that's my prediction for the Broncos game. Yo, it's time, man. I'm ready for the playoffs, but I'm even more ready for this Sunday to watch my Chiefs play. Love watching Mahomes. I think Mahomes will get back on track um, offensively. I think he'll have uh, multiple touchdown passes. He just had one touchdown pass the last few weeks um, in each game. So I think this week 
uh, Mahomes definitely, or did he have a couple? No, he had a couple of us. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> this week, Mahomes will have multiple touchdown passes. Lock it down, book it. I said it. That's what's going to happen. Chiefs going to win 34-17 or at least by double digits, I believe. So, uh, yeah, let's go, Chiefs. This is Will Smith with Red and Bold. That's all I got for you today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter um, at MTMV Sports. You can also follow me, Red and Bold, at R-E-D-A-N-D-B-O-L-D on Twitter at Red and Bold. And, um, you know, follow MTMV Sports, my team, my voice on Twitter. Also like our page on Facebook, my team, my voice podcast network. And we're also on Instagram. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, my team, my voice sports, or my team, my voice podcast. We're we're there. Follow us, and um, yeah, big things coming. Our website, mtmv-sports.com. That's mtmv-sports.com. Be sure to check out the website. Um, we got a uh, mtmv sports huddle that we you know we all do. So uh, yeah, we're we're growing, doing things, and. Uh, Thankful for our owner, Rick Sincere. That is the the owner and the, the guy that started MTMV Sports. Thankful to have him.